Hello and welcome to Personally Foul. I'm Brooks Carter. And I am Justin Ennis. Welcome into the show. We are uh, back for another week and we've got quite a few things to cover on today's show. Some college football updates from last week, some NBA playoff action, and uh, some other NBA news that I found kind of just interesting that we'll touch on all throughout the first segment of the show. Uh, The Big Ten continues to be a big topic of discussion in the college football world, and um, not for for good reasons. I can't imagine it's for good reasons based on what we talked about last week. (laughs) I've, I've taken all social media apps off my phone, so I'm pretty out of the loop. So now, us doing this is my intro back into the the world outside of my house. (laughs) That makes it good, I suppose, uh, for you to be able to catch up and react to all the news on the podcast. So uh, then, uh, obviously, we'll jump into Watch and React. Got uh, a few... uh, I've got actually a couple of sports-related Watch and Reacts this week. Oh, really? um, I feel like we haven't had... um, and that is my dog here. He's uh he's come to join as a an honorary co-host this week. So um welcome welcome RJ to the podcast. Got anything to say? No. All right. You have to tell him to speak before he says something. Let's not do that. I don't want to either. Um but uh no, and then to to wrap it up, um got a, a really relevant story to as literally as of uh, something with this guy happened like literally today. Uh Really? Current NFL player, um, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. Ray as Lewis. Of, as of today. Oh. So uh, we'll, that's my tease ahead to the end of the, as of today as we record on a Sunday, um, to tease ahead to the, uh, to the end of the show. He will be uh, the subject of this week's foul story. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> fucking. I had to go into your notes the, earlier, but yeah. I didn't look at any of it, so I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, so that's going to be fun. But uh, as always, you can uh, listen along wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on a couple of others as well. I, I'm looking uh, here. I, I know we actually have um, some people who have been listening on uh, another secondary platform. I'm going to try to – well, I'm, maybe I'll remember what it is by the end of the show. I was looking at our show uh, page from our hosting site right here. But um, we appreciate your listenership each week. Um, you can uh, follow me at Brooks A. Carter. Uh, Justin's is at uh, J. Ennis Music on Twitter. And then you can email yep. us at personallyfoul at gmail.com. I don't think I've said this, but I'm really happy that we actually got personallyfoul at gmail.com. <laughs> Yeah. I'm actually well, nobody my, else has this podcast name. Well, I'm just my podcast. I didn't find it anywhere else, but the only thing that was taken was the email address, which is kind of annoying. That's super, but like the domain, nothing, the name of it, nothing else was taken. Just the email. It means hmm. that means some other idiot had the the same stupid idea for a podcast name and then never followed through with it. Also on Breaker and Overcast. I think Breaker... I, I actually have heard of Overcast. I think some people listen to my show on Overcast as yeah, well. I don't so, know what platform that is exactly but that's um that's we've had a, a we have whoever's listening on that we have a couple of listeners each week that has been listening either on breaker or overcast and i can't remember who it is but thank <laughs> you for listening along um but let's go ahead and get into it so we'll start out with some nba i feel like we uh the nba has been front and center in the in the sports world the last couple of weeks but it's been the we, most consistent we, we took a week off and then last week we there was so much news that happened in college football and we're such college football brains when it comes to sports that we spent all of our entire opening segment talking about that for the most part 
So um, I want to actually start out. We'll get into the playoffs here in a second. I actually want to start out with something that I found pretty interesting. Thursday night this past week was the draft lottery, and I don't know if you're familiar with what that is. Not necessarily, no. I knew it was happening this week, but I'm not super familiar with it. Okay, so with the NFL, the worst team always gets the number one pick. Right. Okay, so in the NBA, there's 30 teams. 16 of them make the playoffs. The Mm. other 14, by default, get entered into what is known as the draft lottery. Okay. And based off you know, if you're the best team, uh, if you're the team with the best record that doesn't make the playoffs, you have uh, they'll like kind of they'll weight them based off percentage chance to get the number one pick. Mm-hmm. So like picks one through fourteen are all done. Like they literally, it's like a it's like a lottery. They just it's a ball with each team's like number on it, like like or or logo on it. They have a big cage. Yes, no, like no kidding. Like, like I'm not even I'm not even joking. Like though. fucking bingo. Yeah, like they used to televise it. I don't know if they still. They might on NBA TV. I know they used to televise it on ESPN. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it's 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 really interesting. They don't. I've never. I don't think any other sport on the globe, professional sport, does this. Um, a lottery like that? No, no. So, but it makes it super interesting because. The thing about this, one of the reasons they've they've done it is because it prevents teams from you can like tank, so to speak, but you're still not ever guaranteed to actually get the number one pick. That so is if an like if you, way of if, you that. if you tank in football, like the Dolphins tried to do this past year, tank for Tua, yeah, which they still wind up getting him with the fifth pick. But if you tank in football, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna. Like, like if you do it, you're always going to want and have the worst record. You're always going to be the number one pick. Yep, and that's how the Browns have gotten so good these past few years. Well, they haven't been that good. But oh, right, that's right. They still fucking suck. That's but I mean, you can <laughs> getting the number one pick and then actually making the correct selection with that pick are two totally different things. And, so funny. And their front office has not done that very often. They should all be dragged out and shot. Like they fucking. Well, it's, just it, blow honestly, it. I feel like it's nothing to do with the football minds. It's like they all just immediately turn into like dumbasses as soon as they walk in the building there because uh the the what, what's his name the fucker who owns pilot gas uh pilot travel stations I don't fucking know that jimmy haslam that's the oh, owner all right related to the haslam family that's in tennessee got like politics oh really oh uh, the former that. governor of tennessee yeah. haslam yeah mm-hmm. like he's related to him oh i didn't know that okay yeah all big this is they're all big like utk people oh okay University of Tennessee people, mm-hmm. and they're all big dumbasses. Yeah, they're all fucking retarded. <laughs> I just thought you would find that interesting. I do find it interesting. They're all fucking stupid. Must be something on the water out there in Knoxville. But so with the NBA dra- uh, draft lottery, like I think they've actually made it because the number one, like if you finished with the worst record, you always had the the best odds to get number one, the yeah. number one pick. So you still had a lot of teams tanking in the NBA. Well, now they've made it. At, where the teams that finished with the three worst records all have the same even percentage, um, but it's still like so. It, they're they're basically trying to prevent teams from like just being shitty on purpose, throwing games. Because the Seventy Sixers yeah. did that for several years, and now they've actually turned into a good playoff team. Mm-hmm. The Seventy Sixers had like the number one overall pick for like three or four years in a row because they like on purpose like just tried not to compete so they could. So that they could get like really good young players to build up a good core nucleus. It's not an awful strategy, but I just find it. I always find it so odd how you can talk a group of the most competitive men in the world related to this sport into just 
No, don't get it. Don't go out there and fucking try. But they're still making ten, twenty million dollars a year, though. I, I get that. I, I get that completely. I'm I mean, just like saying, the competitive these guys. These guys are freak athletes and freak competitive. I mean, there's a reason Michael Jordan's gambling addiction is so well known because that's how competitive he is. He's like, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you can fucking beat me in tic tac toe. That's, I mean, that's what kind of psycho he is. Now, granted, Michael Jordan is an extreme example. There's yeah. plenty of basketball players that I don't know, and there's plenty of them that I do know that are crazy competitive. So I find it weird that you could talk a whole team of dudes. No, and I totally talk, agree with that because I, I am uber competitive myself, but I think that if you were paying me $10 million to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to suck and be shitty for the next three years – yeah. And also, you got to think too. If you go, if you basically just don't add, if you if you're only putting like one or two like veterans on a team, um, and then like the rest are like all guys that are 22 and younger, and they're playing against all these other like competitive teams that are stacked with guys that have been in the league for uh, several years. Yeah, they're not developed basketball players yet because you wind up building a team full of these one and done guys who are all 19, 20, 21. Like who would all still basically be college aged kids if they weren't like they are. It wasn't for basketball. Yeah, it, yeah. they are college aged kids competing against the best basketball players in the world. They're by default, even if they have a ton of potential, probably still going to suck. That's true. Yeah. So compared to a lot of these guys that are five, six, ten year veterans, something like that. But my point to this was okay. So the Timberwolves wound up um, getting uh, the number one pick. Uh, from the draft lottery. Okay. And they actually, um, I think, are going to be a solid team here in a couple of years. They got D'Angelo Russell in a trade from the Warriors um, during the middle of the season this year. They've got Carl Anthony Towns, who is an outstanding center. And the number one ranked prospect coming into this year is a gentleman named James Wiseman, who was this big seven-foot center who played about – seven or eight games for Memphis this past season before he was ruled academically ineligible for some – I forget exactly what it is. The NCAA ruled him ineligible, and he wound up uh, – they fought – the he, play, he played high school ball in Memphis and then wound up playing for the Memphis Tigers. And okay. they fought it for a little while, and he played for a few games, and then he wound, uh, he wound up getting suspended by the NCAA but was going to be able to come back um, once conference play started but he was going to have to sit out for like a whole month. And he finally just said, fuck it. I'm done. I'm just going to, I'm entering the NBA draft. I was only going to be here one year anyways. So I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm going on now. That's and the financially wise decision anyway. Dude was an absolute stud. I was in Tennessee this past year. Like he's during his senior year of high school, I was covering high school sports in the state of Tennessee. And we had a team from our area in Chattanooga, where I was at, go out and play them in the playoffs. You travel? You do travel with them? Oh no, 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 no! I just, I, I, I was recapping the game, and I mean, he was an absolute monster. Was I he mean, just wrecking people's? Was I mean, think about a seven foot in? guy in high school playing basketball. That's insane. I mean, that doesn't even see. I mean, you watch those old. It's so fun to watch those freak athlete high school clips. Oh yeah, I know. you watch guys like Derrick Henry play high school, and you're like, that's a grown man playing with children. How is this fair? Well, yeah, I think he. I think he rushed for like three thousand yards. This he was the year. quarterback. Oh, he was the running back. He was the quarterback. I thought he was he was the oh, quarterback like that ran wildcat. wildcat. Yeah. yeah, and he rushed for three thousand. I think he. Well, passed. he's he is the like he is the all time leading rusher in high school football across the entire United States. Yeah, that's but, crazy. So James Wiseman. Now, if you because the Timberwolves have the number one pick and they have an all star center mm-hmm. in Carl Anthony Towns, they don't need him. 
So the number the number two pick is the Golden State Warriors, who yeah. were historically bad this past season because they lost Kevin Durant, one of the best players in the NBA, to free agency. Yeah, Clay Thompson, one of the best, one of the top twenty players in the NBA, tore his, uh, had a injury that put him out for all of last year. He injured himself in the NBA Finals last year, the very last game against the Raptors. And then Steph Curry breaks his hand like two weeks into the season this past year for the Warriors, so he was out for the whole season. So you take away literally their three best players from the previous year. They've made five straight NBA Finals. Oh, yeah. Absolute dynasty. They just kind of had a a, a random year where they're going to be like really shitty. And... Now they luck out and get the number two pick and are probably going to wind up with the best player in the NBA draft, a seven foot stud center. And like they don't have a center. So if you think about it, they've, um, they've got <laughs> Steph Curry coming back healthy, Clay Thompson coming back healthy, Draymond Green, who is healthy and has been healthy all of last year. That's the, the he plays going to be out there kicking people in the dick. He plays the, uh, the power forward position. And then in the trade where they sent D'Angelo Russell, an all-star guard, to the Timberwolves, they got back Andrew Wiggins, a young guy who is still kind of developing but was a former number two overall pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. So now they've got uh, – he, he plays the three – like he plays small forward. All they're missing is a center, and they're going to wind up with this guy, and they're going to have all back healthy and be probably in the NBA Finals again next year. Oh, so I mean, how fucking it's, – it's literally like when the Colts, when Peyton Manning was out for the one year. Yeah. And they go two and fourteen, and then they get the number one pick. And who happens to be coming out of the draft that year? Andrew Luck, the highest rated quarterback prospect since fucking John Elway. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, how lucky can you get? I've heard rumors that they did purposefully tank for Andrew Luck that year because they were thinking about not bringing back Peyton. And well, he had four question- neck surgeries. They didn't yeah. know if he was ever going to be able to play again. Exactly. But, I mean, they were clearly proven wrong with his... I think it worked out for the best in both situations. I, I think it did. I'm just saying I think their assumption that he wouldn't be able to play again was wrong. I'm not saying their decision to go with Luck. Now, granted, Luck really fucked over a bunch of people this past football season. With That was the funniest thing to me when he announced he was retiring and it was the day all these douche canoes were doing their fantasy drafts. Oh, and some people had already picked him. O.J. Simpson came out after Andrew Luck retired and released his, a video on his Twitter page and was like, oh, man. It's like, he's like, you're killing me, Andrew. Poor choice of words, OJ. No, no, he said that on purpose. I know he did. He, that motherfucker knows. He knows everyone in the world <laughs> thinks he fucking cut his wife's head off. And, and he's like... And the, and the other guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was his fucking Goldman? Or Goldman? Yeah, uh, yeah, Goldman. Goldman, yeah. But, but, what the hell were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the retirement. Yeah, and but like just, so, but same situation with the Colts. But the, how, how, like, you're talking about a team that in Golden State is coming off of an of like one of the best runs in NBA history: five straight NBA Finals, three NBA championships, and it's not like any like these guys are in their early 30s now, so it's not like they're like out of their prime. No, with no. like Steph and Clay and Draymond, and then they've got this young guy in Andrew Wiggins who's a developing star. And then you freaking throw in them getting the number two pick, like. And the thing is, too, they may not keep this. They could trade it and get better players. Like they may be yeah. able to trade it and get a bunch of really good role players in too. Like either way, however they decide to use this, like this, people in the NBA, like NBA fans, hate seeing the Golden State Warriors get the number two pick because it's like, damn it! Like we thought we had, we thought we were over that. We thought we were turning the page from yeah a team that had become extremely hated when Kevin Durant was there, and then establishing this dynasty. 
and now it's probably looking like it it may just be this one random year where they were really bad mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of a fluke thing i mean it was like kind of the perfect storm for them to be really bad but it turned out work it's looks like it might work out in their favor no shit well and here's the thing too if if they don't I mean, say they do take the chance and, I mean, take the chance is a very, I'm using it very loosely and dra- and use this center. And they, I mean, they have a guy who's brand new in the NBA. Now they can just develop him and place him like a puzzle piece right into their system. And now you're like, you have him getting Well, he used- doesn't have to do a lot either because at no. that point he's just going to be a role player. And by the point he actually develops, if they do pick him, at that point, he maybe he's turning into a superstar by the time like Clay's or by the time Steph Curry's like thirty six and retiring. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He's going to get used to playing with these guys who are literally amongst the best players in the NBA right now. They're going to be coming out and they're going to be hungry and want to play fresh off injuries. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting thing, and I'm sure I'll hear plenty about it. I have my sister in law is her family is from the uh, area in San Francisco, so. She's going to be oh, the Bay Area. Yeah, the Bay Area. So they're huge Golden State fans. They've gotten my nephew into them. So I'm sure a lot of people will fucking hate that kid for that. <laughs> he's jumping on a bandwagon. He's an Alabama football fan and, and a Golden go- State basketball fan. Well, and his dad's a oh, Is huge- he a Patriots football fan? Too? No, Ravens. My, my brother is a huge Ravens fan. That's random. It's random as shit. I don't know how he got into it. See, him. that's what's interesting um, for a little sidebar here as – Justin and I were just talking about before the show, we let the rails kind of fall off occasionally, but we always circle back around. It's usually my fault. Yeah. But like growing up in a state like Alabama or, you know, maybe like Mississippi or like a lot of these states in the South, you have so many, you see so many like different types of pro sports fans. Well, because, there's literally because there's zero professional sports yeah, because teams there's in no, Alabama. Or, or Mississippi or like South Carolina or mm-hmm. like a lot of these states. It's like, it's Atlanta like the state of Florida with a bunch of different teams down there in their various cities. And you've got Charlotte, who's got a pro football team. They've got Nashville. Yeah. And in Nashville and new Orleans, but like, they're all still so spread out. That's one thing that's crazy moving up here to the Midwest is it's like, Pro sports teams everywhere. Oh yeah, but everybody loves the Packers and everybody loves the Bucks and the Brewers. Everybody is so loyal. Well, that's just Wisconsin though. But like, yeah. think about like you're talking about 90 minutes south of here. You've got Chicago and they've got two baseball teams, a basketball team, and a football team, and a hockey team. That's five five professional sports teams in yeah. one town. The most we had growing up for me, we had a minor league baseball team called the Huntsville Stars. Who are now the Biloxi Shuckers. Yeah, well, Mark McGuire played for the Stars, so that was one thing they had. And they would throw free concerts in between doubleheaders, so that was kind of fun. And then we had a semi-pro hockey team called the Huntsville Havoc, who were fun as shit to watch because nobody came to the games. There was always fights, and you would just yell at the opposing team. Beer's probably like a dollar. Of course, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, minor league hockey, I've heard, is very fun to attend. It's so much fun. Minor league sports, I, I actually enjoy going to minor league baseball games more than... Well, we went to that minor league uh, baseball for, my bachelor for your party. bachelor yeah, party. Chattanooga Lookouts. That was a fun game. Um, now you've got the uh, the Trash Pandas. Yeah, the Trash Pandas in, in Rocket City down there. Yeah. It's the best. What's the team here? The Milkmen? Shit, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I saw. I was. I saw. A, I didn't know there was a minor league team around here. I figured there was probably one in Madison. But I feel like they're pretty. What's the like lowest rung of minor league? I'm oh, pretty sure probably like low A baseball because yeah. there's like three different levels of single A ball, and there's like there's like low A. I think they're low A. The milkmen. 
the milkman. Yeah, of course. I think you can get America's a bo- Dairyland. You can get a box, a box suite for fifty dollars. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's like going to a WNBA game. But uh, so let's actually take a look at the NBA playoffs themselves. I have to commend the NBA. Um, they, uh, them, and the NHL both. Um, this bubble experiment has one hundred percent worked out. Oh, it's perfect. Um, it hasn't quite worked out for the major, for Major League Baseball, even though they continue to just forge ahead. Um, it, yeah, I think they're going to finish the season now. I mean, they're like they're at the midway point. Yeah, why why wouldn't they? No, I mean they're at the midway point. Like, I mean, we had another like the Subway Series. The Mets and the Yankees were supposed to play this weekend, and they had a couple of cases of COVID pop up. Uh, I think on the Mets, mm-hmm. and the and the series got postponed. Um, so it's like we we're still occasionally seeing these series get postponed, but it's not like it's it's not shutting down the whole league. But for the NBA, especially now that you've got teams advancing, we just saw the Celtics sweep the Seventy uh, Sixers uh, in four games. Um, got the Clippers and the Mavericks, which actually that would be a good game. As I. <laughs> They're wrapping up Game Four right now. Um, the Lakers. Uh, what was really what's really been interesting though? Um, the Lakers and the Bucks, each the one seed out of the East and the West, favorites to make the NBA Finals and play each other. Giannis is probably going to win his second straight MVP for the Bucks. They both lose their opening games to the low to the lowest seed to the eight seed. So they were both done in their series. You heard the Bucks got beat like by like thirty, didn't they? Uh, it wasn't quite that bad, but I mean, they they did not play well in the, in game one. Um, they've now come back and gone up two one in their series. They uh, by the time we record, they could potentially have the series wrapped up as game. Uh, the games are every other day, which is great. It it feels like the NCAA tournament right now. Yeah, how like I mean, literally, it's it's four games every day. Well, it won't be every day now that you've got some teams starting to get eliminated, but like it's been noon three. Six primetime tip every day, four games. It's, it's it's more fun to see it than I've actually watched the NCAA tournament a couple times, and it's it, it feel it's much more fun because of the frequency of the games. I watched it a couple times because the college I went to in Nashville, Belmont, was in it once. The Bruins, yeah, the Bruins. They be, I think they played Virginia. Belmont's Tech. been in it a few times, and they've actually even moved into a different conference recently. Yeah, my my sophomore year, I think they played. It was either Virginia or Virginia Tech. In they the first almost round. beat Duke one year in the tournament. Yeah, it was pretty exciting, and uh, it, they they were pretty fun. They were a fun team for a school that size of less than seven thousand people in total. It was pretty crazy to see everybody, you know, kind of come together and really get fucking crazy for a basketball game. I mean, obviously they lost to the big teams almost every time, but it's still fun to see, you know, Charles Barkley was talking shit about Belmont. Belmont has a nice little program. Like I think there was something like that. He made some comment in halftime of their game when they were playing Virginia, my sophomore year, he was like, Belmont has a nice little program, but Virginia really needs to be looking at how they're going to handle next week's game. It's like, what if they lose? They didn't. Charles was 100% wrong, right, and I was 100% wrong. But the Cavaliers, uh, the Virginia Cavaliers did historically become the first number one seed ever lose to a 16 seed a few years later. That's so. true. I bet that was pretty satisfying for the Bruins team to be like, all right, cool. Like, that was fun. <laughs> at least they didn't win the whole uh, thing. Look at Chuck giving us some recognition. There we go. One thing I did want to point out here, and this, uh, this guy could – he is not our dick of the week, but he could be our honorary dick of the week. Oh, my God. Um, the announcer for the Charlotte Hornets, the Hornets wound up. Um, they uh, 
was it the Charlotte Hornets? Why did I think it was the Charlotte Hornets? I'm going to have to look this up really quick. Anyways, there was a uh, an announcer that uh, – give me two seconds. Okay. And I know the context will happen, but I want to figure out the guy who actually tweeted um, tweeted this. Did somebody tweet okay, something it, racist? No, okay, so it was the Charlotte Hornets announcer. I don't think he. Uh, I was confused because the. Horn- so, I, I, so don't, the I don't in, think the Hornets are actually still playing though. The, that, in, the in-stadium announcer. No, no, no. They're uh, the radio play-by-play guy. Oh, okay. So, okay, the, he just he's the radio play-by-play guy, but the Hornets aren't actually in. weren't even in the bubble. They were eliminated. They're not in the playoffs. Gotcha. That's why I was confused because I was thinking that they uh, were like he was tweeting about a game that was happening, but. The Hornets aren't in it. It wasn't the Hornets. No, but he is the Hornets play-by-play announcer. Uh, this guy could certainly be our honorary Dick of the Week. Dick, dick of the Week. Because we have a Dick of the Week at the end of the episode that's pretty hysterical. In oh, fact, great. that's totally I'm... non-sports related. Is this another guy you got in a fight with on Twitter? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Um, this guy, I want to I I see what you think about this, if you think this is legitimate. Okay, so he's... Tweeting, he's following along, watching the NBA games, and he's live tweeting and stuff, and he's tweeting about the Utah Jazz-Denver Nuggets game. His phone autocorrects from Denver Nuggets to Uh-oh. Denver N-word. No, it did not. That's what he claimed. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He has a job in the NBA. He is... I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's not stupid enough to actually tweet that. But I think I'll point out what I'm sure a lot of people on if Twitter are pointing. If it autocorrects, that. you're typing that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, autocorrect fucks me over a lot because I type the word fuck a lot and it always would autocorrect to duck. So I had to go in and change some stuff around so I wouldn't do that anymore. Well, this see, guy is typing the N-word so fucking much well, okay. that when he typed at, out nuggets, they were like, I think we know what you mean here. <laughs> even still, though, how how reckless is that if that was? Uh, I'm just wondering how... Oh, dude, that's insane. Well, someone actually pointed this out, too. If you look on your keyboard, nuggets, N-U, okay. is next to the I. Okay. G-G. That's easy. E. That right? R-T. So the R and the T... Are right next to it. like all those all those letters are right next to each other. Yeah. Okay. And, and if you're doing maybe like the the, the swipe to text one, that's true. I what did know. you What did you just type out? Did it type out nuggets? No, I, I was just giving you like an example. But yeah, like try it out. Try the little swipe thing and see if that's what he's doing. Okay, so mine auto corrected to from nuggets to like Niger, like the country Not Niger. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's pronounced. Okay. Did you know that? I don't think I, I pronounced it like Niger Morgan that used to play for the Brewers. I heard it's like French, which I think Haitian he spelled his name the same way. If I'm not, if I'm N I G E R. Yeah, I think it's pronounced Niger is what I've heard. Like political but, people say. So I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, I, well, here's the thing. Maybe let, I am actually now more on this guy's side into thinking like maybe he's, he's doing, suspended though. Of it's course, a, it's been a bad week for uh, for like local announcers. What like else lo- happened? Uh, the Reds announcer Tom Brenneman, who also does NFL Sunday fo- like uh, like does like a lot of noon ki- or one o'clock kickoffs for the for Fox. Yeah, he's the, he's the Reds um, 
Fox Sports Cincinnati announcer. Okay. Um, he had a hot mic and Uh-oh. uh came back and um <laughs> what did you say? You know what? Maybe I'll throw this into watch and react a little bit later in the show impromptly. Okay. I'll find the video. All right. I'm I'm down for that. Just remind me for Tom so Brenner. I, I feel bad for this guy because I I bet here's the thing, like he's involved with basketball all the time. So that means you know what? He's probably around black people a lot. I bet I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt and say that he's probably not throwing the N-word around and he's probably not this secret racist and like hates black people because he wouldn't be commenting on you basketball. You've got to proofread your, your tweets, though. That's pretty, yeah, here's ra- th- that's pretty reckless. I've fucked up before and just like spelled a word wrong or left out a word in a tweet, and then I'm like, ah, I look like an idiot now, so I just delete it. That is obviously a much more oh, and people egregious. take pictures of it. Oh, yeah, and he's much more well known than you and I ever, or you and I ever would I have be. Less than forty followers. Of course, he's more well known. Than me. Well, I mean, mine has my employer's name in my Twitter bio. Yeah, you so. fuck up writing nuggets. You're really boned. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of followers, but I mean, like, I'm like you have enough where somebody. I'm like, might I'm go. like right around like twenty four hundred. So you have enough where somebody will grab it and go. I bet I can use this against him at some point. Yeah, there's enough people that don't like you on Twitter. Yeah, I guess so. Let's go into uh, some college football, though. Um, NBA, though, but probably most most of these series will be in the second round by next week. The Lakers and the Bucks both have kind of come back. They're now both up in their series uh, right now. And uh, I want to say, uh, yeah, that Toronto is looking at a sweep over the Nets. A pretty competitive series with the Utah Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. First game of that series, that was the very first playoff game of all the playoff games. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, the star guard for the Utah Jazz, went. Uh, he finished six points shy of breaking the NBA's playoff single-game point record. My, uh, Michael Jordan's 63-point game, Donovan Mitchell finished with 57 points in that game, and they lost. Oh, my God. And they lost. So that means no one else on his team was busting their ass like he was. Well, the game went to overtime, um, and I think it wound up in the 130s, the score did, but still, he had 57 points, and they lost. That's insane. I just remember. I mean, I know I'm chasing a rabbit here, but I I bet you didn't know this. It's about hockey. I, speaking of overtimes, I was reading this recently. These are rules that were instituted in like 1917 or 1920 in the Jesus. NHL, when there was only like four or five, or four or six teams. This hasn't happened since 1936. But according to the official NHL rulebook, if a if an NHL game goes into, I believe five overtimes they drop a second puck what yeah that's awesome it's insane if it goes into seven overtimes there's like it's never happened but they put five pucks in play and the whole like no there's no goaltenders and i believe they have two extra men from each team come onto the ice and if it goes into all hell breaks loose if it goes into eight overtimes nobody knows what's happened because the creators of the nhl rule book put that in a sealed envelope for it to only be opened if that situation occurs. And this envelope's deteriorated because it's been I'm pretty, sealed up for years. It's like the Coca-Cola secret formula. It's just locked in a safe and only two people know how to know where the key is. Sounds like how NCAA changed their role, their overtime role after the seven overtime game with LSU and A&M. Now, starting in the fifth overtime, it's no touchdowns anymore. It's nothing but two-point conversions. That sucks. That's stupid, by I the way. I fucking hate that. I, I hate that, That LSU-Texas A&M game was the and most fun game. And it happens like game. once every 10 years where you go into seven overtimes. Oh, the, it's like they're... It's, it's just dorky. Play, player safety, they're over 100. Uh, they're, uh, they've played over 100 plays on each side of the ball. If you ask those guys... I mean, 
especially if you ask Texas A&M about that game, especially because they won, if that was the most rewarding shit that they've ever gone through in their life, they're going to be like, yes. Oh, my God. It's, it's, entertain- ins- it's entertaining. It's tiring, but it's entertaining. Yeah, and those kids, I guarantee you, were like, that was the most amazing game of football we've ever played. I'll tell my grandchildren that I was a part of that. This is a great transition into some college football that I wanted to touch on here. Um, a report came out here. Uh, this was a report that came out from um, – I saw it from 24-7 Sports. I think the initial report came out from uh, one of the big newspapers in Nebraska. All 14 Big Ten athletic directors preferred playing a fall sports season, but were not con- weren't even consulted by Commissioner Kevin Warren when making these important decisions. Who the hell was consulted? Well, Just remember the presidents? We, yeah, remember last week we told you this was a vote by the presidents, and the vote was 12-2 to 2, uh, in favor of... Uh, Who are the two that voted against it? Nebraska should... and Iowa. Oh, of course. The two Big Ten schools I actually respect. Uh, the two that are... I mean, it's like, the, it's like rural farmland out there. Of yeah, course like, they wanted to play. Let them play. There's eight people around. We're probably not going to get it. It's just nothing. Mc- oh, no. Uh, Iowa's one of the toughest play. Like They all, oh. they sell out every uh, – Nebraska and Iowa sell out every game no matter how shitty or good they are. Iowa and Iowa State are two teams that I never underestimate because they always end up pulling out some crazy shit. At home, in home games. Oh, yeah, every time. Their home atmosphere, I would love to go to an Iowa or an Iowa State game. But how ridiculous does Ke- – like, I don't, I don't feel like Kevin Warren – like, this is – going to if Kevin Warren is not removed in the next I don't think he has a job in the next 12 months there's no way I don't or I don't think he's on this job every single next, one of these athletic the directors is going to be fucking lobbying to get him out of there well and I also think too because of how divisive this has become between the presidents and the athletic departments I feel like what's going to happen is you're going to wind up like this could wind up I think this is going to wind up crippling the Big Ten for – like this is going to set back this conference for multiple years because one thing you're seeing from this right now is multiple recruits decommit from Big Ten schools and commit to schools that are actually going to play this fall. Or at least and are it, well, currently promising to play. Yeah, because the thing is with – like they don't even – like because these kids are now looking at how this is going to impact the future seasons. Mm-hmm. If the Big 12 and the SEC and the ACC – they all play this fall, and then they go back and have a traditional football season next fall again. Uh, you know, fingers crossed that everything with the, with with COVID is is you know that we've got a vaccine and everything starts to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. Like if the Big Ten has a season in the like that doesn't end until like April, and the, the proposal is they have an eight game season this spring, and then they come back and have a ten game regular season next year. Well, it's like, well, what if the SEC and the Big Twelve and the ACC are like, okay, well, we're like, uh, they're already back to playing normal twelve game season, like everything's back to normal again. They're already back to having and the, and the Big Ten. Well, and the, the proposal for the Big Ten was like they don't start their season until October. Like, but like Kevin Warren is like he has got to just feel some fire starting to burn up his seat. Because there's a lot of pressure, I feel like on him. I wouldn't want to be in his shoes right now, but I don't feel like he's doing himself any favors. He's not. If he's doing himself a favor, he unplugged his fucking phone, shut down his office. He's operating from a remote location somewhere. So also, we saw this past week. Um, 
groups of parents show up um, down in Rosemont, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. If you've ever been on uh, 294 in Chicago, you drive right by the Big Ten headquarters, and they showed up at the at the Big Ten headquarters office protesting. Group uh, Big Ten players' parents showed up protesting and demanding answers to what happened to to the why they postponed the fall sports season. Good for them. Good for them. Were they escorted out of the premises very quickly? I don't know. I didn't actually follow up to see what happened, but there's a lot of pissed people in in Big Ten country right now. Yeah, people now. are fucking furious. Well, a lot of and it's, the players especially have the most right to be furious because they're at those schools for the promise of playing football. One and, of the things that was interesting that came out this week, though, was uh, we had seen where the NCAA had said if you're if you were a student athlete who's fall sports season got postponed that you would not lose your year of eligibility this fall. Right. Well, now they've come out and said it doesn't matter what you are. Like it doesn't or it doesn't matter like if you play or not. Like so like everybody that is a fall sports athlete even if they play or not does not lose a year of eligibility. This uh, this this fall does not count towards their eligibility. Really? So like in theory, which it wouldn't happen like Alabama could get Najee Harris back for another year. <laughs> if Najee's smart, he won't do that. But that'd be fucking wild. Well, but like, what if it was like, what if, like, what if you've got one player out there that's like, I'm going to come back again next year again, and I'm going to shatter the fucking record book. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Is there going to be some type of, is there going to be the Barry Bonds asterisk next to all Well, and also, but you think about this too, from a, from a recruiting standpoint, there's a lot of these schools who are banking on these player scholarships coming off the book to have the scholarship available to sign these recruits coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of layers to this. I feel like a lot of these places are kind of like, I, I don't know if I want this guy coming back. He kind of, he was kind of a bust as a recruit. He kind of sucked. I don't know if I really want him on, on taking up a scholarship anymore. I've got five-star, you know, Joe, Joe Schmo over here who's super talented, and I want him to come in and, and take over Joe Blow's scholarship over here. Yeah, I've got some linemen that are kind of getting a little bit out of shape and loose with their diet, and I've got these young kids coming in that are already in better shape, a little bit just as strong and a little bit faster. I feel like they're going to have to like up the scholarship limit for the next like couple of years. Oh, uh, yeah. They're because gonna of that, because you've got some guys who are going to come back and want to come back and play next year because it may be like the last football game. Like It, like you, you, it may be some, some people who might not make it in the NFL, and it may be like their last hoorah. Oh, yeah. Well, I bet there's going to be a lot of guys that you see that have no intention of going into the NFL going, Fuck it! I'll get an early start on a masters, and I'll get this shit knocked out. Considering where the world has been in 2020, why would I be eager to jump out into the real world away from college? Yeah, everything's falling apart. I can stay in here with the best workout equipment and coaches around. I can sit in here and just hang out with my friends for can another eat in football the athletic season. dining hall. Oh, the immaculate locker room, pretty ladies everything. all over campus. Oh man, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I'm of legal drinking age, so occasionally if I feel like going out and having a beer, I can go do it, and let's fucking party for another year. Why not? So, yeah, that's a, that's a real interesting layer to this. Uh, this season is going to be interesting to see. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun little experiment, and 30 years from now, when we're talking to young children about being their age, we're going to tell them, like, yeah, we're, I remember this. Next year is going to be 
fucking wild because it's just going to be dudes on their sixth year of college, their fifth year it's of like eligibility. Van Wilder. It's going to be <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah. Speaking of insane, and I wanted to wrap up with this. Obviously, all of all of every, everything we've talked about with college football in the last couple of weeks has been the impact that COVID has had on it. Listen to how shitty now. What it, like? Okay, Labor Day is traditionally the opening weekend of college football every year. Yeah. Listen to how fucked up the schedule is now. Like, so like we know the SEC and the ACC, and I think the Big Twelve all have pushed their opening start date back to September twenty sixth. They pushed it two weeks, three weeks. I think three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. There's still some games scheduled for Labor Day weekend. Listen to how terrible the slate of games is. Oh my god! Because you've got some of these like, like mid major conferences, and then like some of the FCS schools that are still playing. Arkansas Pine Bluff versus okay. Sanford. I'm gonna run through and tell you and listen to. But like, god damn it, we'll we'll fucking watch it because oh, we want college football. You and I will be together watching these games a hundred fucking percent. Okay, so let's run through them here. Opening Thursday night action. South Alabama at Southern Miss. Ooh, I like, I love that game. I'll watch Central that. Arkansas at UAB. UAB and get this, UAB literally just picked up Central Arkansas this past week under their schedule. How crazy is that? Dude, that's going to be a wild so game. So no, like they've been planning to play New Mexico State and I think New Mexico State was an independent and I think they canceled their season or something like right, that. Right, right, yeah. So UAB's been prepping for New Mexico State all offseason. I heard a quote from UAB head coach Bill Clark, and now they've got 15 days to turn around and start prepping for a new opening season opponent. <laughs> but that's that's going to be opening uh, Thursday night. Uh, and then you look at uh, going into Saturday, listen to this shitball slate oh, of games. no. Arkansas State at Memphis. Yes. Houston Baptist at North Texas. <laughs> Oh, I actually like watching North Texas. I like their uniforms. I like this one. MTSU at Army. I, I, that's actually a really fun game. I would watch that regular season. Uh, Eastern Kentucky at Marshall. Uh, SM, right. SMU at Texas State. And Stephen F. Austin at UTEP. I would almost bet that uh, you get Herb Street and Fowler on MTSU Army. Oh, uh, Dude, a thousand fucking percent. <laughs> Man, no, Dude. No, that would be like the shittiest game they've ever called. But for the state of college football, I feel like they need to like. We need this so bad. I need Herb Street and Fowler on this Army MTSU game so bad. I want to watch that SMU game as well. And But then the Monday night game, which is still on, and I could almost assure, assure you that they're going to be on this game. Labor Day night, you've got BYU at Navy. Oh, that'll be a hell of a game, actually. Yeah. Those two are actually, you know, really good. You know, solid teams just about every year. Yeah, so like I actually that that game is scheduled to be on ESPN um, already, and like I could almost bet that Herb Street and Fowler would be on that. Hundred percent down to watch. But that. like, like this is that's some really shitty game. It's it's no Power Five schools, but like it's we'll, not Alabama we'll versus USC. Watch, we'll watch it though. Oh, hundred percent. I'll watch this. I watch every bowl game. That's shit. what this is gonna feel like. Those shitty like early December bowl games. Give a shit about the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? But I'll watch it. Yeah. So this is what we're going to watch for the first three weeks to get us by until like the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC get here. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm as shitty as everything is, I'm thoroughly excited to see this experiment of college football this year. It's going to be weird. These but conference only schedules, pretty excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, when we come back, going to jump into watch and react. We've got uh, I've got a few different videos this week. I had a hard time d- picking and choosing between all the different ones that I found. So uh, that I've, makes me nervous. <laughs> don't get nervous. <laughs> don't get nervous, kid. All right, we'll be back. All right, time for watch and react. And uh, Justin, I'm throwing this one in right off the top here because we, we just talked about it a few minutes ago about Tom Brenneman. Talking about how it was a terrible week for announcers, of like local announcers for teams. We yeah. talked about the Hornets announcer, Tom Brenneman, the uh, Reds play-by-play guy, um, maybe pregame show. I think he's play-by-play guy as well. Yeah. He also does Fox NFL football. He... Uh, Got caught on a hot mic before uh, during the pregame show for the Reds. Yes. All right. And um, this is what happened. One of the fag capitals of the world. <laughs> Reds live. The pregame show presented <laughs> by Ray St. Clair Roofing. <laughs> <laughs> One of the fag capitals of the world. I want to know what city he was talking about now. Who are they playing? San Francisco? That's, I mean, one would <laughs> assume. I would assume he's probably talking about a place in California, right? What are the teams in California? The Angels, the A's, the Giants, the Padres. What's funnier is, um, I'm going to see if I can get this video pulled up. He issued... Um, he got like he got pulled from the game mid game. Are you serious? Yeah, because I don't think they realized how many people saw this or even that it was over a hot <laughs> mic until and then it started blowing up on social media. So he gets pulled <laughs> mid game, and then watch this. He winds up issuing an apology in the middle of the game. Presented by Ray St. Okay, so this is after this. Yeah, three nothing ball game with the. So this is in the middle of the game. Where are they playing? The Royals. The Royals. Castellanos to lead things off. Jim Day's going to be taking us the rest of the way through this game. As Holland takes over on the mound, um, I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the year that I am deeply. Ashamed of. No, you're not. Um, Shut up. If I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. Oh, fuck. It's just such a funny I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. Shut up. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll be. He called a home run in the middle of his apology. That's another honorary dick of the week. What Just stick fa- to the apology, dude. dude he's so fucking funny. He is, he, he, he's so, such an egotistical announcer that he couldn't even stop for a second to not call a home run to realize that he just call, used a homophobic slur over the airwaves. That's fine. I just think it's so fucking fun because he doesn't get, like, I get it. Like, yeah. He obviously uses that word. Yeah, 100%. We all do. I can't believe, I, but I never call a gay dude a faggot. It's always like my dad or my brother or some shit. Or you. But here's another thing. How stupid, I mean, like, you saw how quick they came back. I mean, this, he had to have been, he had to have known that he was within 20 seconds of coming on air. Me, like, as a, as a guy who has oh, broadcasted yeah. professionally, you don't even, you don't say anything that's within 30 seconds of coming back on the air live. Yeah, one of the fag capitals of the world. Can we please turn that into a drop? <laughs> 
on this show. Well, we need to. I, I really want to know what city he's talking about because that's. The, got, I, mean, I saw so many people. It's like, w- like that's what they want. Like that was the thing they wanted to know the most. Was like, what city is he talking about? I hundred percent. It's funny because he's not. He's not talking about Kansas. Kansas City's not one of the fag capitals of the world. <laughs> There's no way. I didn't know there was one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got to be a city in. California. That's the mean, only. It has, it has to be. If someone's saying a sentence like that, like what's one of the gayest cities in the world? It's like I'd be like, I don't know, like San Francisco or something like that. Yeah, that's probably got to be it. I no, don't know. you're right. You're right. I feel bad, but like also, it's just such a shitty fucking corporate apology. I uh, pride myself on. Uh, it's a shitty apology because he couldn't even sti- stick now, to his shitty corporate script. I will to say, not call a home run. He, I the, think, the, the announcer in him literally took over mid apology and was like, and he a, hits a home run into left field. Yeah, it's a home run. I'm sure there was like, well, he's like, oh, I mean, I still have to do my job. I got to apologize for this dumb fucking comment that I don't feel bad about at all. Which you should like. I don't know. Man. Oh, that was a super. Scoop. Here's the thing. What you say in that you don't like. I hate the fucking long drawn out apology. Like you murdered someone or fucked their wife. Well, the other thing too. I'm a man just, of faith. Like, what does that have to do with like? Just be, like the whole love your neighbor thing. I guess I don't know. I hate that. Like, I get it. If you want to come out and say, "Hey, I made a comment while I thought the mic was off," and uh, I if if that hurt somebody deeply. Because of that, like if there's a gay person that heard that and was like, what the fuck, man? I liked you. I'm really sorry. That, But that's it. You don't have to go into this long. I hate people blowing it up like, yeah, you said a fucking shitty thing. It, like you, yeah, don't say that on the fucking air. He'll probably, I, I think he'll wind up back in a job at of some point. He's he actually a really good announcer. Of course he will because everybody will fucking forget about it because this world is insane. And some fucking baseball announcer saying fag on the air isn't really that big of a fucking deal in the grand scheme of things. Well, and, the, and the thing was, it's not like he openly said it on the air. He got caught he on the high point. He didn't point at the right fielder and go, look at that faggot. And we're back. <laughs> he didn't fucking no, I mean, it. it was on a hot mic, too. Yeah, It was fucking... You know what it is? It's hilarious. <laughs> I knew you would think that was it's funny. It's so fucking funny. All right, what is your, uh, what is your video you got um, here? Oh, this one is just called Fish Slap. <laughs> this fish guy's slap. trying to pick up a really big fish, and uh, this happens. God, it kind of looks like a Mexican me. Really long ponytail. Man, that's a big fish. That is a huge fish. Oh, oh. dude, KO'd that motherfucker. Oh, did he knock him out? It did. Yeah, look at him. Oh my, he is limp. Oh yeah, he is completely limp. Like that. Yeah. Holy crap! That thing caught him on the button. Either that. So thing, not a fight video from Justin this week, but a dude still gets knocked out. Somebody's still getting knocked the fuck out, <laughs> but it's by a fish. <laughs> I thought I'd mix it up a little. Dude, I saw that. I, f- I had to show that to you. I mean, I've picked up big fish in my day. I've never caught anything gigantic. But, I mean, you feel the power. and You you pick up like a five or six pound catfish or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this thing can really move. Oh, yeah. It throws your... But imagine like... I mean, he's having his fucking two arm pick this thing up like it's a small child. The power that thing has in its fucking tail to just... Pah! Right, you, right in the fucking and as face. As you mentioned, we don't know what nationality this guy is. He looks like he's trying to get this thing trapped down so he might could feed his family for the week. Dude, that thing could feed... 100%. If you got a good freezer or if you're planning on a big meal for like a whole night, you could probably feed 10 to 15 people with Maybe a fish those, that uh, size. What, what's the old story in the Bible? Two fish and five... Br- <laughs> Five two loaves of bread. It's been a long fucking time. Since maybe I've that's the, the maybe that's the two fish. That that's, those are the fish he was talking about. No wonder he could feed five thousand people. They didn't tell you the fish was a whale shark. <laughs> 
a right. mistranslation. I turn that the, forward. The redneck the in me wants to go watch this competition. This what is it? Is it is a belly the flop? World belly flop competition. Thank you, God, for this meal we are about to receive. Oh my Christ! That wasn't as good. Here we go. That one's perfect. Oh, they're playing Pantera in the background. Mm. I mean, how many of these people can't breathe after this? All of them? Oh, that was a cannonball. That uh, didn't, that didn't. Oh, that guy. Oh. Uh, he bowed up at the end. He did. What a puss. Uh. Oh, that's a fat guy. Ooh. Yeah. Dude. I love watching people belly flop. What was the last time you belly flopped? Uh, it's been a while. Well, you could, do you remember it? And do you remember how much it hurt? It hurts so much. I, I think the last time I did it was probably on accident. I think the last time I did it was probably on purpose at a... Uh, we used to go to this... There was a water park in Decatur, Alabama called Point Mallard. And they had a uh, regular pool right in front of the big white water slide where you'd have to go on a double double float, yeah. a double tube to go down. That was like probably 10 or 15 feet wide. And then there was like an Olympic-style pool right in front of that with uh, three regular diving boards, diving boards on the far side, two high dives, and three platforms. The third platform was closed off because somebody died on it so that's died good. like they jumped off of it and then grabbed onto it and hit the other platforms and fell and like oh they the, tumbled they tumbled and that's hit their just seems stupid. Well, they, they, they hit would, their head on the side of the pool oh god so the second platform was still open but i remember i belly flopped off the high dive and I'm, you couldn't breathe for dude i mean my, See, I che- did- my 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 chest and belly were as red as that fucking blanket over there. Just the stingy. Just the See, the worst I've ever done, actually. So they, um, it was awful. Great uh, water park, though. Watts Bar Lake in uh, Sweetwater, Tennessee. We, my family had a lake house there, like my extended family that we all shared together yeah. um, for many years. And there was this uh, big, like cliff you could crawl up on uh, you could climb up to and jump off of and it was about 30 35 feet in the air and um i my body momentum got got going too far like uh in the direction that my feet were sticking out yeah so i wound up landing on my back off of like a 35 foot cliff and i did like a i did like a legit like back buster and i came up out of the water and I like I literally couldn't breathe. Knock the wind right out of you. That yeah, and I was like, uh, 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 and I was like trying to tell him like bring the boat over here, but I was like, uh, uh. dude, my mom. I may have been seven or eight years old, and we used to go on these church trips, like a lot of like these big groups of people from church. We'd go on this canoe trip uh, on the, on a uh, Buffalo Creek in Alabama. Okay, and my family we had a canoe. And my brother and I were small enough where we could fit in there with the whole family. So it was the four of us in a pretty big canoe. We'd go around, and then there was this set of cliffs that you could jump off, and the water was pretty deep, yeah. so it wasn't really a worry. And there was like a 10-foot foot maybe that all the kids would jump off mm-hmm. of. And then there was like a 20 to 30-foot one. There was, a, there was a higher one. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know exactly how high. My mom jumped off the high one. And Damn, Donna. Hit wrong. Yeah, she hit wrong and fractured her neck oh my god yeah 
She hit. Yeah, that shit can be dangerous. Dude, she fucked well, her neck I, up so bad. I, I, had, I, I had to paddle this back to the fucking truck, and I'm eight, and I don't know why my mom's sitting here like this, holding her neck and mm. worried, and then she was in a neck brace for, I forget how long, but she was in a neck brace for like one of the big plastic ones, not that foam ring horse shit. Yeah. All right, what do you have next here? I just have a guy hurting himself. Uh, oh, I just, I said, uh, <laughs> I think I titled it Face Fucking a Hill. Oh, God. So, here you go. Oh! Dude, that sound, it made the... That sounds like one of those sounds that people would make a video to like the start of a, the, uh-huh, that's my shit. Oh, the girl. <laughs> <Holla back> girl. <laughs> Dude, those were so great. <laughs> Somebody's falling. Uh-huh, that's yeah. my shit. <laughs> yeah, the, the three bit. Uh, yeah. Somebody needs to do that to that one. Uh, if anyone listening to that is talented enough to make a little video edit, well, I mean, I'm probably sure I could do that. Well, you, you, then you fucking do it then. That's um, a fucking great one, though. Yeah, he definitely sold himself short on the ramp there, dude. This is from my favorite subreddit. It's called "Hold My Feeding Tube." It's just about people <laughs> hurting themselves. That's a hilarious, horrifically. Name. <laughs> okay, so That's we've amazing. talked. Uh, my next video here, we've talked a lot about how. The, the the cardboard cutouts and shit that you're seeing like in stands and stuff with no fans, how mm-hmm. just how weird sports is. So weird. Okay, so at the Oakland Athletics uh, Stadium, the the Oakland Coliseum out there, formerly the home of the Raiders, still the home of the Athletics, down the left field line, the seats that right there, um, yeah, they have a bunch of like really big overstuffed teddy bears sitting in the seats like from a carnival or some shit that big yes those big the ones that are like four feet tall like huge ones yes like human-sized teddy bears and one of them it's dude did one of them get fucking nailed with a ball yes it's hilarious fuck yeah way out rolls it oh my god Oh. <laughs> Wait for the replay. Oh Just my god. Unbearable. Still smiling. Unbearable. <laughs> what a dick. I can't bear to watch. <laughs> Correct <laughs> headshot. Dude. Dude, if I'm that had back. been a person, they would be back. dead. I think everything is well, they, fine. they would have moved. Yeah, hopefully they would have moved. That's Hold the most that's the that's that's the state of where sports are today. That's we the had, most exciting thing that's happening. We had a baseball. teddy we had a life size teddy bear get hit in the head with a baseball. That's what we're using our fucking slow mo cameras for now, is to watch teddy bears get hit in the and head. And assholes baseballs. making puns on base uh, on fantastic. <laughs> Jesus. That was unbearable. That yeah. was unbearable. Just like this fucking baseball game was, I'm sure. I don't have any more videos, so why don't you run through your other ones? All right. So I know you had a fuckload. That you couldn't decide from. Okay, I've got two more here, and um, this is uh, being someone who has proposed before. Yeah, and mine was up on like a mountaintop, like a hill. It was in the, like up the hills in the Hollywood Hills. Like you, it, it was very pretty. I remember the pictures. Yeah, the equivalent to this would have been if I would have had one of my buddies there toss me the ring and it fell off the side of the mountain. Oh my God. They are up on the front of a boat, almost like Titanic style, and oh, this guy has the worst, ahi- worst assist maybe in the history of assist. Turn that towards me. <gasps> are you Oh, oh my bitch. Christ. <laughs> Dude, that guy that jumped in the fucking lake should be the best man, not the fuckhead that tossed the ring. Are you kidding me? 
Dude, he got it. Every girl in that boat should blow that guy. Every fucking chick well, on that here's boat the deal, though. should gargle he, that guy's he got baby gravy the, for the rest the of the box. trip. If you watch the rest of the video, he got to the box, but the guy who tossed the ring opened the box before he tossed it. So oh that it would like God. be open, like he like yeah. So the ring fell out in the water. Oh, what a fucking retard! Uh, that's the context I got from that. That dude, everyone should kick the shit out of the guy that tossed it. Dude, the funny thing would well, be I, to open. I hope he got insurance on it. Yeah, dude. The funny thing would be to like take it the ring out of the box before anyone notices it, and then toss the fucking box. See, now that would be funny. That'd be hilarious. But if you fucking lose that ring, I mean, who the fuck knows? How much that dude spent on the? Also, that's just kind of poor planning. If the plan was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna propose on the very front of this ship. I'm gonna have you toss me the ring. Like you're already right next to the water. That seems kind of like you're playing with fire there. Yeah, the whole idea seems kind of stupid now that if, now that I'm thinking about it. It's it's the worst idea ever. Your proposal was nice. I yeah, the ring was in my pocket though. Yep. There you go. I controlled the whole situation. And that situation was nice, except you had fuck nuts over there shuffle passing like fucking Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl. I mean, well, he, <laughs> that was nowhere even close. He threw that thing a foot over his head. It was awful. All right. This is, um, hang on. I got to make sure I got the right one up here. Yep. This is it right here. Oh, no. This is uh, a guy. It is that, it is that time uh, of year now in an election year where you're seeing political signs all over the road. Yeah. And, I always wonder uh, who has the time or the care to buy those. Oh no, they're they 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 have their home they're all their whole campaign team that takes care of that stuff. No, I mean like citizens that buy them. Well this is a for like a local election. Oh, I just don't understand caring that much. I, I don't maybe either. it's just because my family never like even when if even if it was somebody they liked, they probably wouldn't See, my great uncle ran for is a county is on the county commissioner is a, uh, holds one of the county commissioner seats where I grew up and like I remember growing up like going around and putting out signs. See for that him. that makes sense. Like family members, like yeah. if, if one of your family members is running for like sheriff or city council or something, put up a sign. But I just don't get like I can't imagine liking a politician enough to want to buy something. Well, I I would never put like I would. To me, like if you put like, especially right now, if you put a Trump or a Biden sign up in your yard, you're just making yourself a target. Yeah, I just don't, dude. There's, I mean, there's. You can go around our neighborhood here and see there are people that have a Biden sign in one house and then a Trump sign in the next. And I don't know who put it up first, but talking the other about, one was definitely a reaction to talking it. about being neighborly. It's kind of like, well, I'm not fucking talking to that guy. Yeah, nobody well, knows what my politics are that I work with or that I live around. Nobody right. needs to know that I'm a psychopath. Okay, so this is a guy running for a local office, and I'm not sure of the state, uh, but a gentleman got out and uh, made a small little edit to his uh, his sign. Okay. Bowers. Is he going to make it boners? Rusty he, Bowers. Rusty Bowers is now Rusty Boners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No! Rusty Bowers! <laughs> uh, I want to buy these guys a fucking drink. Based on the, what they're doing, I imagine it would be Natty Light. <laughs> How long do you think that sign stayed up? Because I'm sure that blew up on social media. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen it. At most two hours. That, 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 thing, wasn't, that thing wasn't up for very long. <laughs> That's amazing, though. 
I, I wonder though, is is that is that technically like a misdemeanor? Like defacing, you, you could you could probably get them on a vandalism charge, but it is on public property. But technically, it's yeah, but the sign is private property. Technically, because it's if somebody's, you could probably get them on a vandalism charge, but no one's going to go out. They're probably not going to press charges on that. I don't know a freaking state politician. Yeah, might be so egotistical that he might. Yeah, but here's the thing: I think someone in his campaign office would probably go like, "Hey." This thing blew up on social media. If they, if these guys, if the Rusty Boners guys start posting that they're having to go to court over this, you're going to lose. Well, this, also you're going to lose this being, election. It wind up. It could wind up being one now that's like, oh, I remember that guy from the Boners thing. That's the Boners guy. Any, I fucking any, vote for him. Yeah, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> yeah, politicians are dumb as shit, so they might not see it that way. But that's fantastic. I love. I love every second of that. All right, that's it for me. Um, coming up next. Dick of the Week, and today's foul story. All right. Uh, I feel like we've had a few people throughout the course of today's show that we could have thrown in for Dick of the Week. Dick but, of the Week, Dick, Dick of the Week. <laughs> but uh, we uh, – how about this guy? Um, totally non-sports related. This is well, – This will be fun. A lawyer based – in Long Island in New York. His name is Jason Curland, K-U-R-L-A-N-D, and he is a self-proclaimed lottery lawyer. Never heard of that before. So somebody that I guess debate, like... No, he is... Goes on uh, your behalf to the lottery office, or...? So he basically helps people who have newly come into wealth from winning large purses through the... uh, Large winnings through the lottery... And he helps them like legally manage like their money. I mean, that's a smart thing. And here's what he did. The lottery lawyer wound up being arrested this past week for $107 million in fraud. Holy shit. <laughs> How did he get caught? What was he doing? Was he skimming off the top of their earnings? Okay, so people that aren't used to having money before are probably not going to notice if, like, if they and won also, several million dollars, they're probably going to notice if, like, a few of it's gone. Let's be honest. People that play the lottery frequently enough to win it are pretty, pieces of trash. Yeah, they're typically white trash. They're typically garbage. So, um, Tuesday, federal prosecutors in Brooklyn accused the lawyer, Jason M. Curland, uh, of working with a mob association to steal millions of He's dollars. He's in the fucking mafia? <laughs> From his clients. <laughs> Curlin was arrested Tuesday morning at his home in Long Island uh, along with three other men. And uh, part of the scheme, Curlin tricked three lottery win- uh, winners who had hired him into putting $107 million into various investments. Prosecutors said the lottery winners lost a total of more than $80 million. <whistles> One of them was a $1.5 billion mega millions jackpot, uh, won that in South Carolina. Oh, my God. After persuading the lottery winners to invest, the four men then spent some of the funds on golf club memberships, yachts, private jets, a Porsche, and other luxury cars, and shopping sprees at stores, uh, like high-end stores. Of course. What else would you do with that kind of money? Uh, a quote from the FBI office in New York said, lottery winners can't believe that their lu- uh, can't believe their luck when they win millions of dollars, and the men were arrested this morning, allegedly used that horrific feeling um, 
to take advantage of them. That is fucking hilarious. Also, I would like to point out how stupid it is that instead of going to an actual financial manager, which exists all over the country. Yeah, why are you hiring a lawyer? You're hiring a fucking retard lawyer well, from this Long Island? This guy obviously is a manip- master manipulator and sold him to uh, yeah, sold he works his- in a mob. He's in the fucking mafia. These fucking slack-jawed mouth breathers are running up to but this guy. But what a dick, though. Takes advantage of these fucking... Dick of the week. 100%. Yeah, taking advantage of these probably, like, somebody who's never made more than $30,000 uh, a year. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's just... I can't believe they'd be stupid enough to... Like, what do you need to help you manage finances? Definitely not a financial manager. Why don't we go hire this fucking idiot lawyer from Long Island? Yeah, the lottery winners paid between $75,000 and $200,000 in upfront payments to Mr. Curlin and his law firm, according to the papers. So each person... And charged monthly fees between $15,000 and $50,000. Oh, my God. I mean, if you're going to scam these people, why not pretend to be a financial advisor? Because I don't think you have I to. Think go to he, I think he did have a law, like he was a lawyer, like he did have a license to practice. Yeah, but if law. you have some type of degree, you can pretend to be a fucking financial man. You, you, anybody can rent office space and fucking lay up a sign. I don't know why you wouldn't just go for it. That uh, I saw that story uh, earlier in the week, and I just thought that was pretty incredible. Holy shit, that's amazing! All right, so uh, now it's time for this week's foul story. And is this the one that has to do with a Ravens player? It does. <sighs> Former Ravens player as of as of literally today. Oh, nice. Earl Thomas. Got, oh shit. Really? He got cut by the Ravens. What the fuck? For conduct detrimental to the team. He got in a fight, uh, believe on Saturday at practice, like a really bad fight in practice. Okay. And I don't know if you've really kind of followed the offseason that Earl Thomas has had, but it's all gone downhill since he got stiff-armed and treated like a small child from Derrick Henry. He got sunned by Sir Henry. So this week's foul story takes us back to May of this year. Earl Thomas's offseason started out with, I think it's either his ex-wife or now uh, separated wife, Nina Thomas. Yeah. She was arrested back in May. She pulled a gun on him, right? When Have she, you heard the back story on this? She caught him in a three-way. Yeah. And do you remember the rest of the story? It was like him and another dude fucking this chick. Okay. And she pulled a gun on him, right? Yes. Let me get into it. Okay. Okay. So this was, uh, she was arrested um, the wife of uh, so the, the Nina Thomas and Earl Thomas were arrested in April uh, earlier this year in Austin, Texas. He played at Texas, yeah. Um, which, by the way, it's rumored he's probably going to go to the Cowboys now because he's from Texas. Um, Good get for them for holding her husband at gunpoint after she caught him cheating with another woman. The situation occurred after Nina found footage of Earl with another woman on his Snapchat account, which she then used to track Earl to a nearby Airbnb. Got to turn your location settings off. People can track you through Snapchat? Oh, yeah. You can see like where your friends and shit are on Snapchat now. I deleted Snapchat a while ago, so I'm not up it's to date It's kind of sketchy. You, you can turn the setting off. I'm still on Snapchat, but not very much. There's but not you a can, single... You can fucking guarantee that that setting's turned off. Are there any social media sites we can use to cheat anymore? I mean, what the fuck are the... What is the point no. of all of this shit 
This is what's ruining America is all these fucking snitch social media okay. accounts. Get this. When she arrived at the house at the Airbnb. He was busting a nut. <laughs> she discovered Earl in the bed naked with another woman and a third person there naked. It was his brother. His brother Seth. Ah, my man. That is fucking weird. Dude, I think about the phone call he made to hey man. Uh that is I don't care how dude, close you are. I am like I am I am good friend. Dude, I am very about, close to my brother. Are you ever would you ever be close enough with your brother to be like, let's tag team this chick? No. No. I mean, what kind of chick are we talking about? <laughs> I don't care. I'm not gonna fuck my brother. Um, oh, no, dude, I'm, just I'm imagine, not talking about that. I, just I imagine care, the though. phone call that Seth got earlier that night. Hey, man, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just, yeah, just hanging out at the house. I'm about to well, you know, watch the TV. Well, and the thing is, if they're this comfortable, they've done this multiple times. Oh, yeah, this wasn't a... Well, I don't know. Maybe it was. They got a nice Airbnb not too far from his house. They're just... Also, I can't believe he was dumb enough to put it on Snapchat. That's for... That's ridiculous. That's so stupid. I just can't imagine getting that phone. And be like, hey man, I'm, I've got this girl over here. Do you want to like come over and help? she's like into the two dude thing? I don't know anyone else around here. He's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, so, we're brothers. It's like, yeah, but like, that's fine. We're not going to so touch each other. Earl disputed the claim that they were having a three way together. Obviously, yeah. Um, and ESPN actually later reported that Nina found her husband and brother in separate bedrooms with two other women. Oh, okay. So there were other chicks there. So they were all just like having a little bang party. But there were like, she initially, like, but like the story initially was that she found them like, they were in the same, like, they were in the there same were multiple bed. women there, but they were in the same bed with no clothes on, <sighs> which is weird. That's fucking tough to recover from. That is weird. Oh, yeah, that's weird as shit. Dude, um, but I mean, look. I love you. You're one of my best friends in the entire world. But if you call me at night, be like, assuming we were both single, the same way, or right now, I don't give a shit. No, um, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Legally, this is a joke. Um, I can't imagine. I don't think I would ever be able to do a three way with one of my buddies. I don't know if I could pull that off. I feel like a three way with two chicks is a lot to manage. I've never done it, but I feel like it's just a lot to deal with. It's a lot of shit happening at Well, once. the thing is, I too, can't text and drive. There's no way I can fuck two chicks at the same time. Well, yeah. Well, I feel like it's got to be girl on girl on guy. Yeah, that's why the whole twins thing never made sense to me because I'm like, I it's don't want to. incest. Wanna, I, yeah, I don't get that. I'm not that. I mean, I know incest porn is really popular, but I'm, I just, I can't. But let's be honest. Incest porn is stepbrothers. Like, that's still not really incest. No, I think you, there's, there's got to be, like, legit. I mean, the stepbrother thing, that like, I can get on board with that. That's not incest porn. I bet that, like, there's got to be legit incest oh, porn. Oh, I'm sure there is. Where it's, like, mommy fucking son shit. Yeah, there's got to be that. That, that is weird. But I can't get into that. No, but, yeah, I'm, I'm three-way with your brother. That's, now they, uh. The nickname that came out, you know, he used to play for Seattle, and they called it the Legion of Boom. They are calling the Thomas Brothers the Legion of Bang. <laughs> the Legion of Bone. <laughs> yeah, but so, like... That brings a whole fucking new meaning to the gruesome twosome. You have to imagine that this baggage, legal issues, the bad pup that comes with all this... Oh, yeah. ...is definitely tying into... Conduct detrimental to the team. Oh, you know that fight got started with someone going, well, and "Hey, he, Earl, how's your brother?" And he went, "Fuck you!" And then beat the shit out of him. 
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and he got so he was in his first year of his. I mean, he's an All Pro guy. He's really good. Oh, and he, he's he was a in his, fucking he great was in his player. first year of his contract. And they just like that highlight of him getting. I mean, they were like, you're, you're, is like this is like a big deal for them to cut him because I mean you're talking about a guy who is an All Pro player. They were the number one seed in the like the number had the best record in the AFC last year. You know, everyone in that fucking locker room was shitting on him from the day that story came out until the day he got cut. Everyone on that fucking locker room, everyone, the guys riding the bench, the water boys laughing behind his back, it's like yo. Every time he leaves and go practice, like, hey, are you going to see your brother? It's like, shut the fuck up, man. That happened once, and we weren't in the same bed. That fucking oh, the story thing that, was the wrong. The thing that's weird about it, too, is I'm re- like, when Earl Earl was talking about this story, um, kind of trying to put it to rest, and a now deleted Instagram post, he said, quote, stuff like this happens. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't coordinate group sex with my brother. No, I don't. That like, like, stuff. Uh, it's, Stuff like that does not happen. No. Like, normal people don't coordinate group sex with their siblings. No, that's not something that happens all the time. Do you remember? Or their cousins or or anybody else in their family. Not even a little bit. Do you remember the, uh, I think he was the mayor of Washington, D.C. in the 90s. His name was Marion Barry. He got caught smoking crack and went to jail. And when they were interviewing people, the funniest fucking interview is this one guy that they were interviewing. He's like, man, everybody smoke a little crack every now and then. Like, nobody gave a shit, and then he got out of prison and ran for mayor again and won. <laughs> See, like... People don't give a fuck. And his last name was Barry? Marion Barry was his name, yeah. Was he fucking related to Megan Barry, the mayor of Nashville? Who, no, who was fucking her security detail and stealing money? Yeah. See, the <laughs> affair thing wasn't, like, that big of a deal, I think, because it's, like, so many people... Like, that's... I don't know. Nobody gives a shit. Like, if you're a politician and you cheat on your spouse, like, yeah, that sucks. Like, it sucks. But it happened. Like, it's 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 not news. I don't give a shit. People cheating on each other happens every day in America. She just happened to be the mayor of Nashville. The part that probably wound up like I I get what you're saying. Like to the point of like people, it's like okay, he did some drugs. Like who cares? Let's reelect him. Yeah, who gives a he fuck? Was, he was he was a good mayor. Yeah, the like, stealing the money like, part. But, yeah, but he he probably didn't steal money. To pay for those drugs. I mean, I bet his paycheck was going directly to his crack dealer. But that's his paycheck. That's he's a good not point. he's not stealing money from other departments of the of the taxpayers' funding. That's a good point. I don't know. I just don't give a shit about people cheating. Like if Earl was having a three with his brother, that's fucking weird. I wouldn't do that. More power to him, I guess, but I don't get that, that. that's weird. Fuck. I hope he goes to the Cowboys I'm, and murders. No, I'm gonna judge him for it. Yeah, a little bit. Be like, that's weird. I'm not gonna say I don't like I don't like that's his own business that he's doing it, but like I'm hardcore judging you because like I, I'm I'm not having a three way with my brother. Uh no, no I I would never I I couldn't pull that off. I don't think I could pull off any type of three way. I don't think I could either. It'd be just fucking wild. I feel like the the only successful way that you don't have a jealous party in a three way is is as if everyone is single and it's like, or they're all strangers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It could be like a like a one night stand type deal, or it's like yeah, or like a Tinder, like a, organized through Tinder, like a, I don't know. Yeah, I remember because like if you like, like, I mean, if we're coming down to the close closing the end of the show here, but like not not to go off on a super rabbit hole before we end the show, but like I, I I've thought about this before. I feel like um, like my wife and I have have 
not to like entertain the idea of having a three way, but we've like everyone's had those conversations with their significant others before. Dude, we've gone through my chick and I have gone through like, all right, which one of my guy friends would we go with? Which one of my girlfriends well, would see, you go I, with? And then the same thing with her. Well, and the thing is, like we've we've both said like we couldn't do it because like the other one gets jealous of the other one. Oh yeah. Any guy I've talked to that's done it with their girlfriend and another chick, the girlfriend always has a bunch of fucking rules and stipulations. Like you can't actually fuck her. You can make out with her and fool around. I can do more see, stuff to her than you can. See, but like that's what I'm saying. Like I just feel like and it's gonna I feel like that's gonna cause like issues it, later on in the relationship. Obviously, if you're not satisfied just having sex with the person you're actually in a relationship with, I feel like there's probably issues there. Buy some shit to tie her down, blindfold her, and smack her around a little bit. If you're into that, everyone's into yeah, it. Three ways only work if you're single. Yeah. That's my theory. 100%. All right. I think that's a good way to end the show. <laughs> Personally, foul. Life's, life, sports, and a lot of other foul shit. That is this week's foul story. Don't have a three-way with your brother. It's weird. <laughs> Thank you, uh, as always, for tuning in. Justin, uh, go ahead and set us up for this week's getaway song. Uh, this week's getaway song is a song called Pain by a band from Utah called Royal Bliss. I actually had the opportunity to interview their lead singer a few months ago on my show, That Guy's Podcast. His name is Neil Middleton, episode six. You can guys go check that out. This is off their 2019 self-titled release. Really enjoyed your getaway song last week. I've actually started looking at some of the uh, some of their other music from Issues. Yeah. Oh, they have some good shit. Their most recent album is more R and B than um, their past few records. I think but, the guy uh, that did all the crazy screaming vocals left the band. Yeah, I started checking them out after last week. I like that stuff. So nice. Um, as always, you can uh, follow along on Twitter. I'm at Brooks A. Carter. I'm at JNS Music. You can email us at personallyfoul at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify. Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week.